0: First question Once one has chosen to follow Buddha what is the path for a layperson to affiliate the temple well once you have chosen to follow the Buddha then you should take the three refuges have you taken the three refuges? you take, take refuge under the Buddha, the Dharma and the Sangha you take the three refuges there's a ceremony that you have to do take uh, uh, the three refuges and I think we have one uh, that would be performed on uh, Monday, is it a Monday? tomorrow, Tomorrow, Sunday there will be one for Sunday, what time tomorrow? 2 o'clock there will be some people who are taking the three refuges and some people who take the five precepts so the second Uh, one is the path for a lay person the second, once you you determine to follow the Buddha then you should take the three refuges to take refuge unto the Buddha, the Dharma and the Sangha if you want to be assertive in following more then you should take the five precepts Uh, abstain from killing abstain from stealing abstain from sexual misconduct abstain from intoxicants and abstain from lying fabrication Uh, so that will be the five (coughs) precepts that is the second uh, to follow because to follow the Buddhist teaching it is absolutely important that you have to have a good foundation and that is on what you should not do what you should do and what you should not do because every day you are creating karma for yourself you may not know about it. You're creating karma for yourself. Uh, karma, bad karma is created from doing deeds that you should not have done. And then you follow the second step by practicing meditation and then also by uh, increasing your, your, your wisdom from studies, from researchers, from listening to lectures, from meditations. Um... So that's, that's the, the path for it. So you ask me, what is the path for a layperson to affiliate with a temple? Why, why look at just the surface? And you want to be affiliated to an organization. It's just a su- superficial um, gesture just to affiliate to some organization. It's more important to follow what is the best for you, what is the, mo- the, the most important uh, studies for you we don't set up any affiliation. That would be a member or a founding member, voting member, non-voting member, member with, with membership dues and fees, members with no membership dues and fees, members that can enjoy a 90% discount in the cafeteria, and members that would enjoy 10% in buying souvenirs. We don't do that. We don't have a membership like that. That is... A membership in, 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 uh, in a in profitable organization where they have certain ways to attract and retain members. Uh, their privileges, responsibilities of members. We don't need that. We don't need that. We don't. We have to. We don't have that. So, you don't need an affiliation. You're free. Uh, some people want. Some people we call shoppers uh, of Buddhist organization. They shop around. They, they go to one temple and see what's going, what is in there, um, and then they learn something in there, and then they go and shop for another temple, and a third, and the fourth. And um, some people, is it is it okay to shop around? Why not? <laughs> it's uh, as long as you don't get lost as long as you don't go get into the shop that uh, that's even worse than the first one or you get into the shop that you think that you can get very cheap products uh, by paying out so little and gaining so much or you get into a shop that 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 teach you a mantra and you'll be rich or teach you a man- mantra that you can enhance your wisdom in five days we usually have all that five days course to enhance your wisdom a six days course to increase your concentration. A seven days course to, to see Buddha in your dream. <laughs> There's so many packages. So many shortcuts. And we are not the shoppers, buddhist mod. Uh So, <laughs> if, you, if you shop around, feel free, but uh, don't get lost in there. Uh, because there's so many out there so many videos, so many books so many people who give you shortcuts Um, you really have to use or exercise your wisdom to find the right one that is the most appropriate for you in any organization an organization is manned by people when there are people there are hindrances when they're people, they're mental afflictions. When they're people, there are differences in interactions and in personalities and responsibilities, in habits. So when you interact with people, don't stereotype. So in other words, when you go to, when you shop into a temple, the first day, oh, it's nice food, you know. So it's the food that attracts you. And then, after maybe a month, oh, it's the same. Once you get, once you eat there for a month, it's, it's almost like the same as before. And then you, you shop to the next temple. And in that, in that temple B, you said, uh, um, temple B, the food is not as good, but you still want to try it out. So, you, in temple B, then you tell all these, all these other people, that oh, temple A's food is better than yours. You should learn from them so you're spreading rumors and you're spreading your tell telling uh, you are uh, giving a lot of uh, information that you shouldn't have given out or you're trying to create uh, conflicts and frustrations among organizations there are people like that um, so make sure that you are not, you're not a mental afflictions transmitter or you're meant to... in, in the process of shopping around you transmit mental afflictions because of your own ego and then you go into a third temple, Temple C and there the reverend is it's, uh, very straightforward. he's not going to be very extremely kind to you, he's very out, outright in his words and you don't like it you just don't like that, that reverend and, and then you go to the fourth temple so then you shop around every temple is a little different and then you go to the fifth temple that is esoteric buddhism and maybe he said that well if you practice my way uh, um, then um, it will be effective and you will get effects in five days and you really believe it and in some temple they may even say this course is, is about $120 and you really have to pay in order to get the merits so you pay and then you get so attracted to it that you continue to pay and there's so many organizations out there which, may, in, 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 which may, may, may appear like it's genuine Buddhism, may not be. So you pick your right choice please define sexual misconduct in accordance with Buddhist teaching. If you're a layman sexual misconduct is defined as relationship that is not between husband and wife. In other words, if you're not legally wedded to each other and um, and then you have a relationship that is sexual misconduct. But nowadays in in the common law there's also uh, the definition that if, if a man and a woman live together long enough they become legally wedded uh, co- 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 I, don't know how to, I don't know how to call them well they live together then they're husband and wife they even claim the others uh, estates uh, when, when one passes away so why don't we say it like that if you if, uh, any relationship that is not husband and wife is a sexual misconduct. A one night stand is for sure sexual misconduct. Prostitution is for sure sexual misconduct. It does not matter the frequency. One is enough. One, then you have broken the precept. Now, if you, you have not taken the precept of abstaining from sexual misconduct, you say, I'm free, I haven't taken that precept, so I can do, I can do that because I haven't taken that precept in conformity by nature, that means sexual misconduct is by nature wrong so it does not matter whether you have have performed the ceremony of observing or not, of observing the the, um, abstinence from sexual misconduct whether or not you have have taken your vow or not if you committed sexual misconduct that conduct is by nature uh, devilish is by nature wrong, then you will suffer from consequences from it somehow in the future. Maybe not in this life, then your next life. Maybe in this life. We don't know. Surprisingly, that was proven by some, some literature I read before. I like to read uh, other book, books other than Buddhist books. And um, for people who like to mix relationship with different genders, um, there's a book by Walter Russell. Walter Russell was um, a genius in the 1940s or 30s. Um, he, ha- he only had a primary education, but he's a self-learned architect, a world figure skating champion, championship champion. Uh, and his, he, he's a genius in many things, in being a writer, a philosopher. And he wrote in one of his writings that when, 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 when a man and a woman comes together in any relationship, if, if the intelligence level of one is higher than the other, so in other words, if one has an intelligence level of that and the other has an intelligence level of this, if they are together and perform that relationship, it's like a water level equilibrium. It, 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 it's to, it tries to, to reach the same level. That means the one with a higher intelligence would, would, would come down and then the, the lower intelligence would, would go up and he had proofs and he had written a lot of literature about the subject so um, the, the consequence is right there the effect is, is right there anyone who perform numerous sexual misconduct will have a decrease in the wisdom level gradually so a lot of consequences come up from sexual misconduct so only for husband and wife if you are a lay person for monks and nuns, they celebrate I mean, they, they cut off from that kind of relationship. How saintly is, is a monk? Why is a monk being reverent by, by others? Why, in the, in, in, in the, especially in, in, in Southeast Asia, why do the lay persons kneel down and prostrate even to the monks and nuns? It's because of the sainthood. They abstain from... This kind of conduct, they're celibate. The celibacy deserves the respect. So, if you are not a true monk and you're receiving a, 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 a reverent a, a prostration from a lay person, you are, you are in effect uh, decreasing your good karma because you're not that monk you're not the, the celibate monk so in other words, if, you are, if you're not a monk, you pretend to be a monk and you're, if you're receiving all these benefits as a monk do actually you are really hurting yourself all the time in, in Southeast Asia, they, they do that in North America, it's not yet a custom but in Southeast Asia, they prostrate to monks. So, for the Sangha orders, they don't have that kind of conduct. Actually, you don't need that kind of conduct, it's a self induced um, urge. You don't require it because the karma has brought you here that you think you required it it's not required but if you all if, but since because uh, uh, we can classify the universe into three, into three strata strata stra, strata yes the first level is the, the, the world of desire, the first level is world without desire, the third level is world without forms, remember? we are living in the world of desires in the world of desires you had that desire before you performed that kind of behavior before you, in, you reincarnate back again into this world you already have that kind of seeds in you that you, you, you mixed with that kind of conduct you can't get away with it unless you practice sainthood under the buddhist teaching that you rejected that kind of desire. But if you're not a good practitioner working at stopping that kind of desire, if you're always building up building up all that kind of desire. Like a layman. A layman every day, what do they do every day? Every day they get exposed to the TV, to all kinds of information, <laughs> uh, then when you see all this kind of information that will induce the performance of sexual misconduct, that would increase the sexual urge if they see a lot of those things automatically they have an urge for it in other words you're building up all these causes for the urge finally you will perform it so many years ago I heard uh, a few lectures from universities Uh, some professors said that professors of humanities that the modern world is going to be destroyed by advance in mass communication especially TVs and computers you think computers help us but at the same time we we, we, will be destroyed by them they increase the speed and the storage of information but they also give you information that you shouldn't have access to particularly teenagers I still remember when I was a teenager and I was, when I was curious as a teenager I had to go to to theater house and cinemas to see uh, um, to see uh, our movies public movies and they say restricted uh, age under, you know, parental guidance all that kind of thing you don't need those things anymore now because they don't need to go to cinemas so it may be true that in the future the world like like using a knife a knife or a, a fire can be the master or bad servant mass communication advance in technology and computers and all that in telecommunications help us but it also telecommunications pull people closer and closer because of storage and, and, and the speed but again it also pull people further and further apart why did I say that? family members they don't get closer and closer for dinners anymore they, they go about all over the countries working and they just communicate by computers they pull people further apart instead of pulling them together they distant them don't you feel that? and advance in medicines and 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 uh, uh, um, Laboratories, it's laboratory, yes, experiments in, uh, uh, um, increase um, the longevity of some people. But then there's an increase in sickness that we don't even identify. People died of younger age, too, in some cases. So I don't know, uh, uh, it's, uh, the world is getting very strange. Um, it's not a place to stay. We want to get out from here. This world is a world of suffering. It's not a place that we should stay in. We don't want to suffer anymore. And how did we get out? The Buddha told us methods to get out. Why did the Buddha get born into this world? Because of one reason. He wanted us to know about life and death they want us to get out from life and death don't get mixed up with this world anymore it's a world of suffering how? this is just lesson one you still have to come lesson two and three and four and five So some people who have been here for a few years they know already